deal, but I was reflecting this week on the idea of, uh, I don't love watching people go through hard things. I was reflecting on Leela and my story and that every one of our greatest moments has come on the back of hard moments. Hard things have led to the greatest things. But as a person who, who loves others, it's really hard to watch people go through hard things. It's hard to watch things be unanswered. It's hard to see things be unsolved and unresolved and in process. But, you know, I just, I just feel like, you know, the greatest gift we can give is our trust for one another, that God's got a great story and we play roles for each other. But, you know, one of the things that encourages me, Ben and Jane, is that God just keeps showing up on this path, making ways, answering your prayers, revealing himself to you. And, and you, the evidence is lived out in who you both are grateful for you. Let me pray. Father, we just, we just thank you for Ben and Jane. We thank you for this morning, an opportunity to sit in this idea of, you know, the, some of the pieces of the puzzle that have become so rich and real to this family in their journey. So we just, yeah, just meet us in this moment as we consider who you are, what you've done, how you do it. And would you encourage us in the place we each find ourselves this morning? We just thank you. Amen. Brad sent us a message um, early this week just asking the things that he was sharing. Um, and I was thinking about it, and I guess one of the things that I, f I feel like um, Jesus has really been showing to, to me, um, in a sp specifically in our time in Australia, is that like, he's, a, he's a good shepherd um, and leading us on a good path. And um, I fast forward to, you know, pre-Australia, I, I remember like sitting in our house in Winnipeg, just crying to Jesus, asking for friends, for people, um, in our life to share the journey with. And, um, I was feeling really lonely and, um, yeah, Australia was not on the radar at all. And, um, and then we, you know, we get this invite and the the party starts. Um, <laughs> the roller co the roller coaster. No, um, yeah. But I I just want to read Psalm twenty three, if you don't mind, from from the message. I hope that's okay. Because um, I just I don't know. I I really resonated just with my story, um, what, what David is saying in Psalm 23. God, my shepherd, I don't need a thing. You have bedded me down in lush meadows. You find me quiet pools to drink from. True to your word, you let me catch my breath and send me in the right direction. Even when the way goes through Death Valley, I am not afraid. When you walk at my side, your trusty shepherd's crook makes me feel secure. You serve me a six-course dinner right in front of my enemies. You revive my drooping head. My cup brims with blessing. Your beauty and love chase after me every day of my life. I'm back home in the house of God for the rest of my life. Um, what I really like, what I really love about this is, you know, I really connected with this um, idea that. God is my shepherd and I'm letting him lead. Um, and sometimes that means going through times that are dark 
and are difficult and you know there there are a lot of things about being here that has been really difficult and is really difficult um you know like not being with family and not you know in Canada and you know there's certain limitations of the visas we've been on and yet um and yet um like I was just I was just going through the ways that God has provided for us um and I just I just want to share some of them with you because I think that um it's it's easy to be like oh like like this is just a good circumstance but um I was sharing this with Hannah the other night and yeah I just it got me excited because it was like God is really like the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want like that it that has been true and um yeah some of those provisions have come in you you know, in, in our family, like in just seeing Arch, you know, sit with Hannah and, and Dan and hug Georgie. It's like that, that's an answer to prayer for like, you know, the loneliness that I was feeling in Winnipeg. It's like, he, he, he's provided us a family and, and that's you guys. And, um, it's a gift, like it, it's a gift. And, um, some some of those relationships, you know, like Ash is a little bit more difficult, but <laughs> but like yeah, but this is like our our family, like this is a gift, and um, I'm yeah, I'm just so grateful for every one of you, um, you know, um while while being here it's like i i had we had one month left on our three month covid visa and i had just gotten like my working papers together and i go in for this interview not realizing 50 other nurses have also interviewed for this position and i, I we have one left one month left on our visa and you know we get the like i get this job and and i just i feel like even in that, like, it's it's not always been easy. Like, I didn't want to necessarily be a nurse again, but it was like God knew what I needed. Like, he knew the job that would be good for me and that um, it's like, yeah, I it has even even working in the job that I have has increased my confidence in what I know and who I am. And and that has been God providing for us as well. And um yeah just you know a car I was kind of hoping Greg and Lisa would be on today but um you know getting a car that they thought would have maybe a month or three months left on it and it's going still going like a year later and it's like that I'm so grateful for that car you know and it's like there's just all these things that it's like it isn't an it's not been an easy path but it's a good path and I just you know my relationship with Jesus is not what it was you know in in Winnipeg and I feel like he he's just showing himself to me to be this this gentle shepherd that is leading and um yeah I don't know if you had anything else Uh, 
Oh, Ben and I were just talking. Um, you're gonna have to share. So I, I mean, <laughs> I'm up here with a with a mic. So um, <laughs> no, but um, we were Ben and I were just driving home yesterday, um, and just talking. I was just sharing with him some of the things that I've been thinking about um, in preparation for sharing and um and you know we were talking about some of the fears of you know the unknown like we really don't know what we're doing except from that this is where we believe Jesus has us and he has provided this you know for us on this journey and um and there's yeah if it feels like on one sense it would just be so much easier to to go to something that we know. Um, and as many of you have heard, I, um, I was reading this last excerpt from the Will Smith book and, um, and, uh, he just talks about, he's, he's about to go skydiving for his birthday. And the, the guy that's, um, like with him is counting down and with every number, you know, Will is just thinking about his family and his wife. And then the last one, you know, when he says two, then he's like, you know, I've got one life to live and like, and I want to live it. And, and he jumps and, um, yeah. And just, and so in continuation of that, um, Ben was just sharing this, um, this story, um, that, I thought was really powerful, and so you can share it with us now. How much mic do you want me to use, Curtis? This one. All right. She got me up here anyway. How are those camera angles, Ash? She got them. Get get my good side, okay? Oh, sorry. Thank you. Um, yeah, Janessa knows this is the place I love to be up front, so. Yeah, she's got lots. Yes, for, for you guys there, I, I spend all my brownie points before I have them. I'm total deficit all the time. So, yeah, <laughs> as knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry. What, what, what am I supposed to be talking about? No, just the story about Oh yes. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, I guess when I was 18, um, my, my cousins are missionary or my uncle's a missionary in Guatemala and I always wanted to go visit. So my parents, after I graduated high school, sent me down for, I think it was like two weeks or something. And, um, uh, yeah, I just hanging out with my cousins. And of course, your uncle's a missionary. You go to church like every night because that's what missionaries do, right? I hope so. They better be. Um, but yeah, like you, you go down to a different different culture and um you know it's like you, you go to the church they've got all these plastic chairs set up lawn chairs set up and you know kind of like the ones in the back there and you know church starts and the ushers all start packing up the chairs because it's time for church like we're gonna worship jesus and it's not like you know they're not going to hillsong church for you know that this is like doesn't have an ac unit that's getting cold curtis you can turn that down a little bit um but uh, you know, it's it's just they're there because they want to worship Jesus, right? It's like they're they're in this place going, 
the only reason I'm here is because I know that I am going to meet Jesus here and there's going to be a message and it's going to be great. And yeah, so, you know, the ushers stacking the chairs and people are jumping and dancing and just worshiping. So it's like, hey, well, when in Rome, do as the Romans or at the Guatemalans, I guess. And uh, I came home from that and I was just like, oh, Jesus, I just want, I just want that experience of you where it's not, I'm not coming to church to, you know, for a, a show or for the lights or for a, a good time, but I just want to be in a place where I can see you and know you. And, um, uh, yeah, I was just worshiping at the front this Sunday and, um, a lady came up to me. I don't even remember who she is, but, uh, she came up to me afterwards. She's like, I got one word for you. And the word is jump. And these Guatemalan people were jumping around like crazy at, at, <laughs> at church. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. Um, and I've held on to that word for, I mean, it's been over a decade now, but, um, you know, I, I, it's, it's kind of, you know, maybe I thought at the time it was just, oh, you know, like, you know, let's go crazy for Jesus, jump around for Jesus. And, um, you know, I think over the years, it's become something more to me, more of like, hey, when Jesus says jump, will I jump for him? And look, you know, like, you know, David, he comes he, he marches the uh, the Ark of the Covenant into the city, and he's like, I'm getting naked and dancing for Jesus because, you know, that's that's what, what's called for right now. And it, hopefully he doesn't ask me to do that. But, uh, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, but, you know, it's like, will I, will I look stupid, you know, for Jesus? Like, you know, in the world's eyes, will I, you know, make myself look from my family back home that goes, hey, we don't know really why you're still in Australia. And I go, I don't even know why I'm still in Australia. But it's like, you know, it's like this is where he's got me planted right now and it's where I want to be. And so when he says jump, I want to just, yeah, I want to jump for what he's for what he's calling us into. And, you know, even when it's a little bit gray and a little bit unknown, yeah, just this morning, just as you're worshiping there, Curtis, and singing, it was just, you know, I just felt like, yeah, he was saying, I'm pour- I'm here, I'm pouring out. I'm pouring out and I just saw this waterfall of his spirit and it's like man like it's coming it's here he's in this place he's with us all this morning it's like man just you know if we can just accept that waterfall you know that waterfall of his love and his spirit this morning yeah yeah I don't know if that's what you want me to say but oh, okay yeah well you know I think you know, what a, what a cool idea that, you know, he's a good shepherd and he's leading us on a good path. And when you frame that path as Psalm 23, it kind of characterizes it appropriately. Because you know, I think sometimes we think the path is the green pastures and the still waters. And whenever it's not green pastures and still waters, we can feel like, ah, we're off the path. Something must be wrong. Something must be wrong. But it's like the good path has uh, a good shepherd leading us through ups and downs and hills and valleys and still waters and hard moments and making us feast in the presence of our enemies. And, you know, what a, what a cool characterization of the, the path and the, the good path. I think sometimes when we think about the path that God has for us, it's like, well, at least it'll be a certain path or a defined path or a path with a map. <laughs> you know, I think sometimes the idea of a, a shepherd or a guide, uh, you know, that idea of trusting and depending can be one of the most challenging pieces of the the path, you know? It's like, 
uh, if you just tell me how this ends or where this goes or what the next peace holds and yeah I even feel that in Tim and Grace your story in this week you know it's like I was coming through again you know and even the season of uh, having your wedding but maybe we'll, we'll catch you on that after but uh, just a quick thought we're going to throw it out for some discussions because I think the, the things that I was thinking this morning come right on the back of what Ben and Jane are sharing and this, this morning I was just sort of I was thinking about this idea of victory being uh, not being relief you know, and I, we've talked about this before, but you know, we can get our, our minds fixed on the problem that we face and the promise of God that he's going to come through. And, and victory can, can begin in our minds to be this moment of relief when my problem is solved or my provision comes or when this thing breaks or when things change or when I have what I'm waiting for. You know, we, we can feel like relief is the, the victory, you know, when this answer comes and this, this moment is there. But there's this, there's this theme through scripture that I think a, a mindset that, that relies on relief to be the victory will miss the purpose that God has in the things he's progressing. And it's like, you know, the victory isn't that the answer came. The victory is in the things that I received in the waiting because God's not holding back any good thing from his people. He's getting every good thing to us. And so, you know, when, when you think about it, when I think about, let me, uh, I, I mean, I, th- I was seen driving in this morning, like, gosh, like what, what story could I pick? You know, it's like, there's just, there's, there's dozens, you know, uh, moments where relief came, you know, uh, I mean, I, I don't, I, I mean, almost, it almost doesn't help because it overcharacterizes it, but uh, uh, when, when, we, when I lost my work and we weren't going to be able to afford the house that we purchased previously, when the, when the, the income that was going to be required to get the finance that we needed had fallen away, there was a promise that this was going to come back. Lots of you have heard this story before, and God was just saying, I've got it. It's okay. You're going to have this. You know, the point in that story, and, and we did, you know, a contract came up, we had the income, we got the loan, we got the house, and I was just ecstatic about what God had done. But the point wasn't that God provided for our house. You know, the point was that God was trying to teach me in this that I could trust him, that I could rely on him, that the things that he has are going to be sure, that, that there's no need to fear, that there's no need, you know, he was teaching me that I can celebrate what he says when he says it, not when I see it. You know, and he was trying to build character in me. He was trying to build dependence upon him and you know our greatest victory is not the relief that comes when the promise is answered it's the character that's built the hope that's released the faith that comes the hope that builds in the moments of it being unanswered the most powerful moment in our story to quote a good man over here isn't at the end it's in the middle and when we come to the end of our story and we focus on the things not that got answered in the problem solving but in the things that got released to us because of the road we walked with him you know, it's like when, when, uh, when we got pregnant with Ella, it was a huge moment of relief. You know, we'd been waiting 10 years for a promise of God that we were going to have a child. And it felt like pressure. It felt like every birthday that came and every anniversary that came, it was another like, oh my gosh, is this going to come? Is this going to happen? Are we going to see this? It was tension. It was, we wanted the relief of the answer. 
We wanted the relief of this little girl who God had been speaking about for 10 years to us. We just wanted that done because it felt like such pressure. But you know what God was teaching us in all of that is that he's got a plan, he's got a purpose, and that it doesn't come quickly. That he's going to build into our lives the things that are needed to steward the things that he has for us. And Leela and I think about it now and we go, we're so grateful for this. We never would have planned to have Ella in the season of life we've had her. But we've said a thousand times how grateful we are for the goodness of God to give us Ella in this season of our life. This is asking us to steward something that we needed a whole bunch of things. And, and I'm not saying people need to wait until their 40s to have kids. Please don't. Like just please, you know, that was our story and our journey and our mess. And we were so messed up. We needed all that time before God could trust a little treasure to us. But it's like, you know, uh, he's stewarding a story and he's building something that he wasn't in a hurry for. And he was okay if it took some time. And, and, and it was right on time. We felt so much like we were behind the eight ball and it was late. And the victory isn't just that Ella's here, it's that, God, you built character that we wouldn't let go. You built faith, you built hope, you built a story that says God's gonna come through when he says he is. And it's like in the middle of our moments, we're receiving the greatest bits. The greatest bits are coming, not in the relief of the problem being solved and the prayer being answered, but in the moment where we stand and God builds into us all that's required. Two verses, and then let's kick to, to some discussions. In Romans chapter 5, verse 2 to 5, Paul says, Therefore, since we have been justified, that is, acquitted of sin, declared blameless before God by faith, let us grasp the fact that we have peace with God and the joy of reconciliation with him through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed, through him. Sorry, I'm trying to collect my thoughts. Through him, we also have access by faith into this remarkable state of grace in which we firmly and safely and securely stand. Let us rejoice in our hope and the confident assurance of experiencing and enjoying the glory of our great God, the manifestation of his excellence and power. And not only this, but with joy, let us exult in our sufferings and rejoice in our hardships, knowing that hardship, distress, pressure, trouble, produces patient endurance and endurance proven character, spiritual maturity and proven character, hope and confident assurance of eternal salvation. Such hope in God's promises never disappoints us because God's love has been abundantly poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who is given to us. You know, in these moments, he's building character, he's building confidence, he's building faith, he's building hope, he's growing into the people of God, the things that he's intended for us, he's getting the greatest things to us, he's releasing to us what we need, and it's in these troubles or hardships or difficulties or unanswered pieces that he's ministering to our very being, you know, it's like that line in the song that says, you know, you change everything, what I seek and what I see, it's like we need an adjustment in what we're seeking. We're, we can end up so focused on relief or an answered promise that we don't know the great gift of character and love and hope and faith that's being ministered to us in the very place we find ourselves. I mean, you know, not to quote Will Smith, but I'll, I'll pass it on to, to, to Leela because she was saying this week, I know, thank you, as I was, he was, it's not the Bible, we know, we know, we know. But I was saying to, Lila was saying this week, like she was just saying, I just want to live. I want to stop entertaining anything that's ministering death in my story. I want to focus on the things that are, not that aren't. I want to focus on the reality that is in the middle of this. And I want to live. I want to live in this moment. I don't want to make, you know, I was saying to Ben this morning, you know, I think we live 0.5% of our life at best 
in the moment of relief of victory. And the other 99.5% is going to be lived somewhere in the middle. And God's releasing to us what we need to be people on the path in the middle of a whole bunch of things dancing for joy because our God is a good shepherd, leading us on a good path, taking us a good place, releasing to us the things we need to participate in the story of God that our lives wouldn't be about ourselves, but that they would serve him. We need what we see and what we seek to get changed. We need some adjustments. We need him to help us. And he's holding us in good places, releasing character, hope, faith, endurance to us. And we are those who are being ministered to by the spirit of God, pouring his love out upon us in the middle, in the middle of it. You know, we're going to celebrate the victory of Ben and Jane getting offered uh, permanent residence pathway. We are going to celebrate that. I mean, we're going to celebrate Tim and Grace getting a house. We're going to celebrate James and Mel selling their house. But, you know, we lived eight weeks on the market, nine weeks on the market to get 10 minutes of victory. I'm going to celebrate the eight weeks and the faith road that he's releasing to you guys, the trust in him, the hearing of his voice, the knocking back an offer, the standing in, what he's building in your faith-filled confidence in who he is that he's got you. And now where are you? You're right back in the middle. Where are we going to live? You're right back in the middle. And so I'm going to stand with you and celebrate what he's releasing to you, James, in this moment, in this time that he's, well, the same God who helped us sell our house is going to help us find our house. And I'm not going to lose what he did because what he did wasn't help you sell a house. He helped you trust him. And that doesn't end. That doesn't go anywhere. That serves every moment and every path and every place you find yourself. And it's like, let's be those who are receiving the goodness of God in the difficulty or the unanswered. And yes, let's celebrate the victory. It's worth it. We're not going to disregard those. Those are wonderful moments we get the privilege of sharing in together. But let's see what God's building among us in the other 99.5% and go, thank you, God, for your goodness in this place that you are who you say you are, that you are changing what I see, what I seek, what I have, what I hold, what I pursue. Take this life, adjust it. All right, enough on that. Yeah, I'll read the last verse and then let's kick it out to discussions. James chapter, James chapter one, verse two to four. Consider it nothing but joy. We know this verse. We know this verse. I, I, you know, we, yeah, possibly need it like, you know, etched into our mirrors in an unwipable form, but consider it nothing but joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you fall into various trials, be assured that the testing of your faith through experience produces endurance, leading to spiritual maturity and inner peace. Let endurance have its perfect result and do a thorough work so that you may be perfect and completely developed in your faith, lacking nothing. We are those who are seeking spiritual maturity. And this is the path. And we got it. We got it. We got what we need in this place, in this space. And God is building something wonderful in us, among us, and through us. All right. Let's kick it out to groups. Just, let's jump into fours or fives and just talk about this idea of, you know, what God's releasing to us in the middle versus the relief of a victory answered moment. You know, the tension of that and, you know, backing on the back of what Janessa was sharing, this idea of trusting God on a Psalm 23 path, you know, through these ups and downs and ins and outs. All right, let's jump into groups. Let's talk about what's our experience of this or where's this real for us or what's this mean to us or, you know, how do we be the people who receive these pieces of the puzzle? So, all right.
jump into fours or fives. We'll take 15, and we'll come back. Uh, well, thanks, Jane, Ben, just sharing your path, your story. Just, yeah, appreciative of it. And that led to some really encouraging reflections in our crew. I'm sure yours was too, but yeah, it's a, uh, uh, it's a, uh, a change in mindset I need solidified to go. The, the good things are here today. You know, like this is the good moment. This is the good moment. You know, my school challenges. This is my good moment. I was raising up confidence in good things. A lot of things were sharing. Yeah. Anyway, it, uh, I don't have to wait for the moment that the whole world would look at my life or my journey or my job or my bank account or my existence and go, wow, I don't have to wait for that. It's like, now look, God is in my story releasing the greatest things right now today, this week. I want to live today. I want to live Monday. I want to live Tuesday. I want to see the things that are being released in the middle of what we're in.